<laughs> well, oh, I'll try to have thoughts. I okay. can't promise you. I'm not going to lie. I think my brain's been a little broken for the past few months. Uh-huh. Um, so you're going to get, I don't know what you're going to get today. I hope it's good. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I have no control over what you get. This episode of Off My Shelf contains coarse language and adult conversation. Listener discretion is advised. My name is Trace James and welcome to Off My Shelf, a podcast about movies that are well off my shelf, where we go through my DVDs and talk about the movies in my collection. In this episode, Emma Yim joins me in talking about young women finding their place in the world with Little Miss Sunshine and a little Little princess. women. Little sorry. women. Could not help myself. I'm sorry. This is- <laughs> you know, I, I would just like to say as a disclaimer, I have joined this episode because it's the closest I would get to Little Women. It is. That's all I have to say. I could probably talk about that movie for three hours. Uh, just about as long as the movies actually are. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I would just be reading the script. Wait, which which one though? Isn't there like four versions of Little Women? 2019. 2019. With Greta Gerwig. Okay. My favorite movie of all time. And really? I'm so upset that you do not have it on your shelf. I, I, <laughs> I want to buy it so that we can just talk about it. But anyways, this will do. Okay. This will have to do. Well, I have to admit, I stopped buying DVDs way before 2019. Um, so I definitely will not have that. And not even like the older version either with like Winona Ryder and stuff. Because, I mean, I get why people like women, Little Women. Like I get why people like the, the written story. I get why people like the movies. Mm-hmm. But eh, it's kind of, eh, it's fine. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me, Tracy. It's been a <laughs> great time with you. <laughs> no. Thank you for joining uh, me today. Hang you're up. welcome. We're done. See you, folks. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. no, seriously, I, uh, I, I did join because this is the closest I would get to talking about Little Women. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Because there's Little Women in both of these movies with Little in the title? Precisely. Done. See, we're great. We're great. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so before we get started, I know you said it'll take you three hours to talk about this, like the movie Little Women, but give me like, like a, a short version. Why do you like that movie so much? Okay, everyone who listens to this now is going to immediately think I have not seen the movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess in short, I just have never had such a visceral reaction to a movie. Like I saw it in theaters, 2019. And when I came out of the theater, I remember just feeling so nauseous. And I know that makes it sound like I did not enjoy the movie, but it wasn't even that. It was just like, oh my gosh, I couldn't believe. Is this a spoiler alert? Like, do spoiler alerts exist for Little Women? That no, I don't like, think so. No, it's a it's a work that's been around since what the eighteen hundreds, yeah, the late eighteen hundreds, yeah. So you know, people um, have and had there's some time. Been, been four film remakes four of films. it. Yeah. So I think you're good. I think you're good. So it's their fault at this point. If yes. They, okay. Um, then no spoiler warning. I'm just going to dive right in. So when Lori ends up with Amy. So I hadn't read the book before, so I didn't know that was going to happen. Okay. But I remember when that happened, I just felt so sick to my stomach. I was like, I could not believe that 
this was happening. And I went home and I literally like, I woke up in a cold sweat after falling asleep. And I just thought about, oh, Laurie and Amy, like, I don't know why that relationship just like affected me so much. Mm-hmm. And it, not even in a bad way, just in a very, again, like visceral way. Like, I don't think I felt so much from just like a movie, mm-hmm. you know? So, so hold, hold on. Yeah. So you so you had never seen a previous iteration of Lula? No, I hadn't. Oh, okay. But actually, if if past me, 2018 me was listening to this, she would be mad because that would be a spoiler alert. Yes. Like I knew literally nothing about Little Women mm-hmm. going into that movie. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I, I guess maybe that's the difference. I had at least seen the 1994, I want to say. That or is is correct? Yes, unless um, it's not, then edit that, please. So I okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that version of Little Women I had mm-hmm. previously seen, and again, it was fine. Um, I didn't lose my mind over it or anything, mm-hmm. and um, I was right. It was 1994. Oh, and um, Christian mm-hmm. Bale's in it. Yeah. I was right too. Anyways, um, but <laughs> like. It was fine. I didn't really get. And then I saw this version of it, except for yeah. um, I don't remember any of the characters' names. I remember the actors' names. But when Florence mm-hmm. Florence Pugh burnt the novel Amy. she was writing, Amy, I got so angry though. Yes, um, absolutely. And I love um, what is it, Bob Odenkirk? Yes. But when Bob he showed Odenkirk. up as the when he showed up as the dad, I couldn't stop laughing. Yeah, me neither, because I thought it was like a Breaking Bad crossover all of a sudden. That's all I could see. I don't know, like, because I'm used to him either in Breaking Bad or or as Better Call Saul. Yeah. Or um, the other thing was he did he did pure comedy before. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I was just like, I was like, is this going to break into a skit? Like, (laughs) is he going to start laughing out of nowhere? Like, what is going to happen? And then the movie was finished and I was like, oh, it's Little Women. That was it. So yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, those are some good thoughts too. Some good thoughts. <laughs> but, but yeah, I don't know. I just, I I have never felt so much from a movie. And I think that's why it's my favorite movie. Mm-hmm. Also, Saoirse Ronan's speech, Joe's speech. Like when she's like crying to her mom about like, oh, you know, like, women are so much more than, like, beauty, and, like, they can, or it's, like, women are, like, okay, clearly I, it didn't make that much of an impression on me, but, like, (laughs) it's something about, like, yeah, the women can be beautiful, blah, 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 but there's, you know, they're meant for so much more than, like, love and, you know, romance, and then she says, like, oh, but I'm so lonely, and I was, like, oh, yeah, that, yeah, I had that quote on my computer for a while, I just, couldn't get enough of it. I was like, I can't believe someone has just like taken these words that I've always felt, but never knew how to express and just put it right there. Like so succinctly, so beautifully. Love it. Yeah. But I think that's especially one of the biggest problems with a lot of uh, movies out there that people complain about that, like all the women characters are one dimensional. Like they're, they're yeah, there for the man, totally. you know, whereas you have a movie like little women where it's all about women who actually have dimensionality and have personalities oh, and have so goals. Much. Yeah. And they go out and do stuff. Right. Yeah. So, so like, as I said, I understand why people like it. I just don't think it's as great as people say it is. That's all. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, uh... 
<laughs> at a loss for words Ooh. but you know what it's okay yeah. we can agree to disagree yeah you know but- I, like it's okay to be wrong sometimes I think I'll like yeah it's important that you know when you're wrong you know it at least so like yeah. that's I- fine you can know yeah. that you're wrong I can know that I'm right and we can be happy and like our respective situations you know indeed i'm, indeed. I'm good with mine <laughs> uh, oh i love that we're, we're not in the same room so i can't fight you but it's okay <laughs> oh i have deliberately planned it that way i'll watch you it's out of the gate reason. immediately yeah yes. for good reason <laughs> so i can understand why you don't have little women on your shelf now yeah. but um if i ever come over mm-hmm. Do not be alarmed if you find it mysteriously on your shelf. Well, I do suggest you at least go and have a look at the 1994 version just to see like, the differences. And oh, you did. I did. And you yeah, I watched still it. prefer the 2019 version. Yeah, I do. I get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But also, I just I love Greta Gerwig as a writer, as a director. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm just biased at this point, if I'm being <laughs> honest. But yeah, I just love 2019 Little Women. It's that's, great. That's totally fine. If uh, like if if I did an off my shelf, my shelf would just be like 26 copies of Little Women, and we just talk about Little Women every week. Like that's how much I. So just for one year, <laughs> your your whole podcast is one year. Yeah, of Little Women. Okay. We'll go like second by second. There's so much richness in literally every second. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, is each episode going to be like 10 minutes long? Like, I don't understand how this is going to work. Uh, hours. Hours? Yeah. Wow. We're going to. Okay. Hours. It's what it deserves, I think. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Maybe lot. we should talk about the movies that we did watch, huh? I mean, <laughs> to be honest, talking about Little Women and talking about how like women are for more than just, you know, being pretty and falling in love and stuff. Mm-hmm. Little Princess and Little Miss Sunshine fully fall into that same kind of category, right? It's mm-hmm. kind of about, I mean, Little Princess doesn't do it as well as Little Miss Sunshine, um, but they definitely try to get out there that, you know, like little girls shouldn't be treated as these objects yeah and for one purpose or to be groomed for one purpose mm-hmm. they're allowed to be you know different from each other they're allowed to have different aspirations they're allowed to have um goals that they would like to achieve in their life kind of thing yeah absolutely yeah um i mean and i think the a little princess was written in the same time period as little women Mm -hmm. Um, like 1800s or something yeah the author was born I think I think it was um 1849 if I remember correctly yes I did look this up before this is not just stuff off the top of my head (laughs) um Frances Hodgson Burnett um yeah she was she was born in 1849 I'm not sure when the book was written though well gotta be sometime later than that then I guess the book was published in 1905 okay oh that's actually like a bit later than I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I actually thought it was before the turn of the century. And Little Women was published, oh, in 1868. Yeah, much earlier, actually. Hmm. So, um, oh, yeah, I guess that kind of makes sense because, wait a second, does that make sense? It doesn't because it takes place during World War II in the movie. World, <laughs> it takes place during World War I. Oh, one. Okay, sorry. I thought it was two. 
Um, it's okay. No, we'll cut this out. People will never know. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, because you can tell because of the the trench warfare and the 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 gas warfare and stuff. Um, and like I I did find it interesting how it was really good at using like a parallel of the story the girl was telling. Mm-hmm. Um, shit, what is her name? Sarah. Sarah, I should remember that name. I know several people named Sarah. Um, the story Sarah was telling and the the journey her father went through. I did enjoy that like nice parallel mm-hmm. uh, going through there. But my my biggest problem with the movie overall was the fact that the actual like story within the like uh, the girls' school or whatever was kind of very choppy as soon as she lost her money. Like it just sort of like oh. was jumped all over the place. Like it, it had like a really yeah. good, good, like nice solid movement setting up certain things. And then she lost the money and was shoved in the attic. And then it got all, mm-hmm. the story got very, very choppy after that for some yeah. reason. Um, and like certain bonds that happened and certain interaction that happened just didn't make any sense because it got so choppy. Mm. Do you have an um, example? Uh, so like, on the spot, but. so like her bond with with um the the little girl upstairs, Becky, mm-hmm. um who as soon as I saw her, I was like, oh my god, that's the that's the girl from the second Jurassic Park movie. That's hilarious. Um, she plays um the daughter. I haven't, I haven't seen Jurassic Park too. Is that something I should admit, or should I take it? You back? Have, you've never seen Jurassic Park: Lost World? No. Should I take it back? Oh my god. <laughs> I think there's several people who are just going to turn off the episode now. They're like, this this person has no idea what they're talking about. Uh, I mean, realistically, <laughs> after the, my whole Little Women rant, I'd be surprised if there's people still listening. So, <laughs> What are you talking about? Little Women, like I said, Little Women is a fine movie. It's oh, fine. Gosh, just fine. Oh, dear. Uh, <laughs> but nothing beats dinosaurs, you know, stomping around and eating people and stuff. I mean, yeah, it's a good point. It's true. Wait, you have seen Jurassic Park, though. Yes, I'm not a, yeah, animal. I'm not, you know. Okay, good. I do live on planet Earth. Yes. All right. We will let that slide then. Okay. Okay. I mean, okay. Jurassic World, was like, um, Jurassic Park Lost World is very different from Jurassic World, guys. Very different. Okay. It, it, both of them are not very good, so it's fine. <laughs> it's totally fine. Yeah, that's what I figure, you know, whenever there's, like, a sequel or something for a classic movie like that, most, like, nine times out of ten, just pretend it doesn't exist. That is true. I think Believe life would be better that way, you know? I mean, so. like like you said, nine out of ten. There, that, 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 like, ten percent. Oh, yeah, there's some real doozies out there. They're so oh, good. yeah. Toy Story 2, Toy Story 3, Toy Story 4. I'm gonna ignore those examples. Um, <laughs> do you not? Okay, all seriousness, you don't like Toy Story 2 to 4? 4, I, I can kind of understand. 2 to 3, though, you're a monster. I am you don't not like a two big to three, fan of Toy Story in general. I think people are gonna witness the live dissolving of our friendship (laughs) (laughs) that's what this is gonna be 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is, okay. this is not a secret. I have said this on here before and other people have had the exact same reaction. Oh, but I do they have a- podcasts I can go on instead? Or? <laughs> uh, no, they come to my <laughs> podcast where ah. we have this argument. Okay. It's fine. Ah, okay. Wow. That's, and I thought I was bad for not knowing Jurassic Park too. Yeah. But at least I've seen all the Toy Story movies. Oh gosh, you seen it, but you didn't just love it. No. Wow. Um, okay. I am not a fan of any of the characters in the Toy Story movies. I think they're all assholes, and it bothers me. All right. All right. Just saying. I'm just gonna. I'll lower the volume when I say a controversial opinion, just so I, <laughs> just to get ahead of it, you know? Just to get ahead of it, yeah. I don't know I how it. much more of this I can take. Okay. First Little Women is fine. Then Toy Story. You don't even like Toy... Oh my gosh, Trace, you're killing me here. Okay. I love a lot of other Pixar movies. Don't get me wrong. Just don't like that one. Set. Right. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> Let's, I'm gonna stick to our plan of Little Princess and Little Miss Sunshine. Anyways, <laughs> to protect our friendship, a Little Princess. Um, yeah. So a choppy part that I was gonna bring up was mm-hmm. the bond between Sarah and Becky. It seems to come out of nowhere, right? So I know when yeah. Sarah shows up, she like waves and tries to interact, but you know Becky's not allowed to. That's yeah. fine. But then she gets upstairs. She's alone by herself you know can't do anything not allowed to talk to anybody else and then suddenly it's her birthday and becky's just like you know all those stories you tell and where it is and blah 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 blah. but to our knowledge becky has never heard a story they haven't they haven't really shown them interacting until after that point where they're like giggling in the kitchen right and stuff and you're just like how did that what i what like you know it's it's stuff like that where you're just it just kind of comes out of nowhere. Mm. Um, I'm going to... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I'm going to... I do think, and I could be totally wrong, but my interpretation was that she knew about the stories because you remember we see her, like, listening at the door? Yep. Mm-hmm. So that's what, how I thought she knew it. But you know what? Perhaps that isn't good enough. Well, yeah, like... Like, I mean, technically you can piece together that part. Like, it, it wasn't so egregious. You're just like, what the hell? Like, where does this, yeah. like, they, they've never even met. Like, it wasn't like that. Kind of <laughs> yeah, wow. But I, it just... I'd like to see that movie, though. That sounds interesting to me. <laughs> does that sound interesting? <laughs> that sounds so interesting. <laughs> you're just like, an hour and 45 minutes, Becky walks in, like, you're my best friend. You're like, you are? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's I think the, this sounds more like Little Women, t- or oh my gosh! I please cut that. I'm so mad at myself. Little Princess Two, you know, the yes. one that we're gonna ignore. <laughs> Little Princess Hubaloo Boogaloo, like I don't know, it's fine. Hubaloo Boogaloo, uh, I think. Yeah. yeah, I think that was what it was called. That sounds like a 1997. Movie. I'd watch yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Direct to DVD. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and also like the part at the very end of the movie where Becky goes off to live with Sarah and her father. Yeah, and that was weird. Yeah, because <laughs> the father has never met Becky, doesn't yeah. hasn't been told who Becky is. No, nope. there's been no interaction. All of a sudden she's like, here, Becky, have a pretty dress and you're coming to live with us. Like, can you yeah. do that? Can you just steal a child? Like, mm? I don't know. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
and yeah, also no, I thought that was weird. Yeah. And also at the school with like the mean lady gone and her sister run away with the milkman. Who's taking care of the girls that are left at the school? Wait, wasn't was her my... sister? No, remember her Amelia? sister? The 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 big girl who was in love with the the milkman. Yeah, her that's Amelia. That was the sister to Miss Minchin. Yeah, she ran away with the milkman. No, like I know she ran away with the milkman, but I just didn't know they were sisters. Yeah. This whole time? Yeah, her name is Amelia Minchin. Is she really? Yeah, they're sisters. Oh, I think I like they say her it. out for like they half say a second while I was watching in it. the movie. Yeah. Yeah, I think I blacked out during that one instance. <laughs> um because i do not have any recollection of that they say that uh right when um when they meet her so they meet amelia meets them at the door and when they're showing them through the school yeah and then she's like oh my my sister's gonna be down in a minute and then miss minchin comes Uh, downstairs yeah okay maybe i was just bored yeah it's probably that's Uh, i think i was just bored (laughs) okay anyways um yeah that's a good point though who's taking care of the kids we You know what? One, I, I think the one time I actually laughed in the whole movie, though, mm-hmm. was at the end when Miss Minchin is now working for that little boy that she got to like Chimney Soup. And then she's like, to, when do I get my break or whatever? <laughs> Did you like my impression? Yeah, um, that, was, that was spot on. Spot on. Spot it was on. like Miss yeah. Minchin was with us, you know? Yes, um, But yeah, she's just, she's just asking this kid, like, when she gets to take her break. And I, I, just, I just laughed. I. <laughs> That to me was, I don't know, just hilarious. I, yeah. I loved it. Um, but also, like, I don't understand when she would have got the job with the little kid. Shouldn't she have been arrested by the cops? Like, yeah, there's also, a there's a lot of things. Well, well, why would that kid even hire her? Also, how can that kid even hire her? Yeah. I, it, yeah, I think we're thinking about this way too hard yeah (laughs) i absolutely agree with you yes okay cool Uh, but like you know but there's a certain point in life where you see something or you it just triggers in your brain like that doesn't actually make sense yeah just you know what i think 90 percent of the movie doesn't make sense so i think it's best watched if you just suspend literally all disbelief every single disbelief i think quite a bit of it does make sense Mm, it's little, yes i well okay what doesn't make sense to you um the amnesia okay i don't know any form of amnesia that is suddenly gone after a hug i don't know maybe a hug's a cure i don't know yeah but you no idea isn't it one of those things where like amnesia usually gets triggered by something familiar and he's in a place he wasn't familiar with, but then he finally interacts with somebody who's important to him, who's familiar with. So then it, it took a second, but it came back. I don't know. You are, you are put, there's so many movies out there that you have just ruined. Okay. By like amnesia. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I think the only movie I've seen that has amnesia is Finding Nemo. And I guess to be fair, that's more like short-term memory loss. But I suppose Wait, that's what he had as well. You've never seen Fifty First Dates? No. Oh wow. You've never seen um, Overboard? Both of them? No. Yeah, that movie has not aged well. It's I think kind of wrong. Just whatever movie you're thinking of, my answer is no. Okay. <laughs> I've only seen Finding Nemo and Finding Dory. Okay. And I think people are gonna think I only watch Pixar movies, and honestly, that's pretty true. 
I mean, I've watched all the Pixar movies, including all the shorts. Yeah. But yeah. Um, you should definitely like watch other things. There's good yeah. stuff out there. Yeah. They're hard to find, but they're good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I should probably watch a movie. Yeah. I should I watch, think so. I should watch a movie. Also, okay. also like 51st Dates is like it's a strong word to say it's a good movie, mm-hmm. but you'll get a laugh or two in there. It's fine. Okay. Yes. I mean, you know, two laughs. That's like double than what I got from a little princess. So, you know, yes. that's amazing. That sounds amazing. Okay. And my laugh came at the very end. And I don't know if it was out of relief or joy. So, yeah, you're like, it's over. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I, I, I don't want to bash on it too much because in all honesty, it was like a fine movie. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I did get invested towards the end when I'm like, oh, yeah, the dad's still alive. And I wanted, you know, I was all for the reunion. I was like waiting for that moment. But just overall, I don't know. I don't know if it was like, was it just like that time period of filmmaking or like from when the story was made in like the early 1900s? Like the story was just like so like kind of boring to me, though, overall. I don't know. I was just like, it just it it felt like a fairy tale, which I think it's I think it's supposed to. Yeah. Yeah. It's told from the point of Sarah. Yeah. Um, and in her mind, you know, the world is a fairy tale or can be a fairy tale mm-hmm. um, because she has uh, until the point where she gets everything stripped from her. Her life kind of was a fairy tale. She was rich. She was living in an exotic land of India. Ooh, you know, spices and <laughs> colors. Yeah. Um, and, you know, she's like learned their folk tales and she's learned this very positive aspect of life because she really hasn't had hardships in her life. Um, yeah. And don't get me wrong. I don't think Miss Minchin should beat hardship into someone's life. That's not what her job is or what anybody should do to someone else. Yeah. But because Sarah's life has been so good until that point, you know, her world is a fairy tale. And I think that's why it's presented so it's very hyper colored and it's very, you know, wistful and it's very happy mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff um, because of that. Yeah. That's fair. I mean, yeah, that's fair. And if I think about it, it is in my top three Alfonso Cuaron movies. So mm-hmm. that being said, I've seen four, but it's in my top three. So wait, I guess. Wait, which one's at the bottom then? Can you guess? Uh, no. You know what? His filmography is actually shorter than I thought it would be. Yes. But, uh, but I, was, I guess he goes for quality over quantity, you know? Yeah, some people do. I was definitely later. very um, shocked when his name showed up on the screen mm-hmm. at the end. I was yeah. just like, wait, what? I know. That's, that's I a know. name I recognize. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. Um, I want to say, you to mama to bien. I can never say that correct. Is at the bottom. I am flattered that you... I think I even saw that movie. That's okay. <laughs> so amazing. Thank you, Tracy. I feel like I am so cultured. Look at this. Um, no, I have not even seen that. I did one of his I haven't seen is Roma. Um, and that's my bottom pick. Oh, that's your bottom pick. Okay. That's the, that's the Oscar one, though. I know, which like I feel like I'm definitely wrong. Mm-hmm. It, 
I, I'm pretty sure it was like nominated for, you know, best everything, if yeah. that's a category. Um, yeah, but that doesn't make it good, I find, because I find yeah. a lot of movies nominated for Oscars are just like, really? It's so boring. Like, oh, nothing and, happens. Yeah. And yeah, that's how I felt about Roma. Like, I just couldn't get into it, you know? I just mm. couldn't get into it. It's my least favorite movie he's ever made. Um but and I can't even put my finger on what it is because there is a movie this year that was also nominated for like a bunch of Oscars called Belfast. Yep, you know that one, Kenneth Branagh. Hey. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't watch it either. It's, I have no interest in watching that movie, no matter how good people might say it could possibly be. Okay, I'm going to tell you how good it possibly could be mm-hmm. because I actually love that movie. And okay. it didn't occur to me until like a couple weeks later when I was reading reviews. Um, I saw someone had written like, oh, this is like a lighter, cuter Roma. And I was like, oh my gosh, it is. And I like loved <laughs> this movie, but I just did not like Roma. So I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't even know what it is about that movie that I didn't like. Like it does deal with like some heavy topics, you know, mm-hmm. and maybe like, I don't I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. But all that to say, it's my fourth pick for Alfonso Cuarón movies. <laughs> uh, number one, obviously, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Got to give him credit where credit is due. I'm going to cut the conversation right there because I don't think I can take hearing other comments about it right now. But As I make um, this manacle <laughs> laughing face at her, she knows I'm going to say something horrible. Yep. So I'm just so, going to just uh, Let's it. just move on. We're good. Let's move on. We're good. Oh, Gravity's number two, though. Love uh, Children of Men is number one for me. Okay, I, I haven't seen Children that. of Men. I, I do hear highly great recommend about it. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, is that on your shelf? It is not. No. And if it but was, be. and if it was, I would have been past it already. So it's fine. Okay, fair enough. Yes. All right, but yeah, let's. I, I can't take it. Let's let's go. Let's go. <laughs> okay. Let's move forward, up and onward. Um. <laughs> <laughs> let's keep swimming indeed um you have seen finding yes. nemo of course i've seen finding nemo who wouldn't watch finding nemo that I is know. like one of the greatest movies ever okay I, uh, okay yes. you're winning me a little bit back from your uh, <laughs> devastating toy story point of view but yes oh like slowly. i said i love pixar movies i just oh, hate toy story all right let's okay keep going press okay. on press on uh, <laughs> um something else i noticed while watching this movie is lavinia as i put mm-hmm. in brackets in my notes the bitchy one <laughs> um she played little lucy mclean in the first Die Hard movie she she has one line it says come home that's it oh yes. was that over the phone uh, no, it was on. She was she was being interviewed by a reporter. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think I do remember I that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, wait. So you've seen Die Hard? Yes, I've seen Die Hard. I live on okay. planet Earth. Have we established this? I don't know. I have said like twenty movies, and you've seen two. So I'm confused here. Okay. <laughs> I have seen every single movie except for the movies I haven't seen, and that, I stand by that. Stand by it. Uh, <laughs> yes, I am that way as well. Yes. Let's okay, put it cool. <laughs> um, okay. okay. So, um, okay. I'll put this out here just so that you don't feel as bad. Okay. So, Please you know, the, the, the Godfather movies. Uh-huh. I have never watched them. Like, I kind of feel better 
okay. like a little bit because yeah. I have seen one, but I think I only watched like half of the second. Mm-hmm. And I also just got bored. So yes. I think the problem is we're both just wrong. Or like we're both on the we're both on the incorrect side. I just don't know, like man. Or maybe we're maybe we're the only people who are right. Let's spin it that way, you know? Or maybe it isn't about being right or about being wrong. It is it just is always about, about being right or wrong. Haven't you what? seen Little Miss Sunshine? Winners oh, and I losers. Get, oh, God. Okay. Oh, I, I have so much to say about that. Whole oh, thing. yeah. Oh, my God. It, like, I I don't know why, but it was triggering me while I was watching it. I was just like, oh, oh. Uh, oh. <laughs> But I yeah. think that's also part of the reason why the movie is so good, because if somebody can act a certain way that triggers you like that, yeah. that means they're doing a really good job at what they're doing. So, yeah. Yes. I mean, you know what, Sarah, I think inadvertently triggered me when she was like in her like Little Miss Perfect phase, mm-hmm. you know, like that just bothered me so much. I was like, she's literally just like a doll. Yes. Yeah. Like in every way. hmm. I, she had zero flaw, you know, she was just like this perfect little thing. And I think like, because of that, I just didn't care as much about her. Like, mm-hmm. even when she lost the money, I was like, yeah, I guess that's sad. But it's like, I don't know. She's still kind of a perfect kid. Well, I found the character because of that. She was, she was a boring character. Yes. Right? Um, and maybe that's why the story was kind of boring too. It's just like, yeah, yeah. But like, I think the the thing that makes it in the interesting story is the fact that she doesn't lose like her innocence or her way of thinking just because she's in a bad situation. Yeah, she cries a little bit because she's a child and things are hard and, Mm -hmm. you know, kids can't process things the same way adults can. Fine. Mm -hmm. But even up until that point you know, even like the night, like they were hungry and like, oh, I can at least pretend there's food and there's a banquet. Even though I sat there thinking, I'm like, if I pretended there was food and I wasn't eating anything, I'd be more hungry. I but- know that's exactly what I thought. I was yeah. like, these kids are dumb. Yeah. <laughs> but she kept, but she kept that like positive yeah. nature to herself. She didn't turn mean. She didn't get angry. She didn't try to retaliate really. She just found the fun and things and she still... You know, after Becky was just like, hey, tell us, tell us some stories again. She told stories again, blah, 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 blah. Even though mm-hmm. the whole movie she said she told one story the whole movie, but. <laughs> I know, she told like two seconds of a story. Yeah. And then all her other stories were just like two more seconds of that story. Like, I don't know. She's getting a lot of credit as a storyteller. Right? A lot oh my of God, credit. Switch it up a little bit. <laughs> um, I did enjoy the... Um, the visuals of like that story world though except for like the cgi monster was hideous oh, but sorry, like that was the ugliest i know it was 1995 please do not come for me but it is still like one of the ugliest animation sequences yes. i think i've ever seen mm-hmm. so i think I, that it deserves a, a little bit of recognition a little is, bit of recognition yeah yeah <laughs> it's a superlative in my life But to be honest, like, but the sets and like the colors and how they differentiated that world from like the world they were actually in was very Mm -hmm. pretty until the CGI monster shows up. Then you're like, nobody wants that. 
that CGI reminded me of if you've ever been to like a Chuck E. Cheese or something along those lines, mm-hmm. there's like this attraction where you like lie down and it like gives you the experience of a roller coaster because there's like a screen that oh. shows like a roller coaster and like the thing, like the chair will like move. But obviously you're not like actually on a roller coaster, spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. Um, but the CGI they use for that. It's like the most hideous, ugliest <laughs> CGI rendering. Rendering I use loosely. I don't think they actually rendered the thing. I think they just slapped it in there like I've ever seen. And I think they could use that monster for one of those rides. Mm-hmm. No difference. No the difference. Same thing. Exact same thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, the thing at Chuck E. Cheese was probably rendered in 1995 too when they just kept using it. It's fine. You're right. You're right. And again, I know. It was 1995. Mm-hmm. It was still ugly. Those things can coexist, people. That is, oh, that is very true. That is very <laughs> true. I love looking at, C- well, I mean, Jurassic Park did not come out far after this. And that CGI looks way better in this age quite well. Um, mm-hmm. But it just like blows my mind at like, we've gotten already so used to this, like, oh, yeah. real quality and things that even yeah. looking at things like five years ago or even 10 years ago. Yeah is just like, what kind of garbage were we looking at? But this is almost 30 years ago. And you're just like, what? Look at all the, what what do they call it? The, look at all the, like the polyhedrals or whatever, when you have like the flat sides, it's fine. I don't know jargon. That is what they call it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, that's, that is totally fair. I saw a clip from Ice Age not too long ago. Mm -hmm. I thought it was incomplete. I (laughs) thought that, yeah, that movie looks like they just released it. Like they were only half done and and they released it. Yeah, nope. Because then you get to something like Soul. Mm -hmm. The way he plays piano, Joe plays, oh my gosh, that's that's real hand playing piano. Yeah. And you know what? We're going to look at this in like 30 years and look at that and be like, oh, that was hideous. (laughs) Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Well, I so, mean, even like you were talking about Toy Story, you did say two to five. Yes. But two to four. four sorry. Four. four. Um, but even if you look at like the first Toy Story movie now, it is so ugly. Like it is so ugly to look at. Like it is unpleasant. It's just mm-hmm. wrong. Yeah. You know, I think it was quite nice. It was pretty like... <laughs> You know, advanced for its time. Okay, I now get a Toy Story sponsorship mm-hmm. here, you know. But um, <laughs> no, but I do have to agree. Like Andy, if you notice, they had like one model for a little boy, and it was Andy. Mm-hmm. And then all the kids at his party were also Andy. Did you yeah. notice that? Uh, I haven't watched it in a while, so probably I'm not gonna not gonna be surprised at that at all. Yes. Yeah. So it was just Andy and five other Andys, and they all looked disgusting (laughs) like yeah no I agree the humans particularly were just Mm. not it yeah that's like I find um especially when you go back to like animated films like because even if you go back to Finding Nemo the fish looks good the water looks good um like but then you see like the humans like the dentist and like Darla and stuff and you look at their faces and you're just like that is not the same level of realism in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. And like yeah. It, it still works in the animated world and everything. But when you think about it, you're just like, you just couldn't get a face right, could you? So you just kind of 
(laughs) blended it, blended it, you know, made it as simple as possible and put it out there. Gotcha. (laughs) Uh, They they spent too much time on like the water effects. Yeah. Which makes sense. It is, you know, finding Nemo. Yeah. They spent like 95% of the time underwater. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like imagine like it was the reverse and they spent like 95 times on like Darla and like no time on the ocean. <laughs> the ocean just looks like blue spaghetti or something. Like <laughs> that would have been so much worse. So you know what? I think they knew what they were doing. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. they did it right. They did it right. I'm I'm okay with it. Yeah. Me too. Me too. <laughs> um okay, so I know we want to talk about Little Miss Sunshine, but I feel like yeah, as much I, I feel like I bashed on a little princess a little a mm-hmm. little much. I will say there was one moment in the film where I was like, "This is representation. This is exactly who I am and how I feel." Where and you know what that moment was? What in the math classroom when <laughs> that little girl is asked what seven times eight is. And she says, 54, I'm not going to lie. I almost cried tears of joy. Because there is always something about seven times eight that gets me. I don't know what it is. But something about seven times eight, my brain goes, must be 54. It must be. And I've been like this forever and nothing can solve me. Isn't that six times nine? Yes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Yes, I can do quick math. But um. But yeah, seven times eight, it's weird. You know, it's like seven times seven makes so much sense to my brain. I was like, that is 49. I've never mm-hmm. seen something that is that is more 49 than yeah. seven times seven. You okay. know what I mean? <laughs> sure. I'm going to say even sure. Like, even like seven times nine, like a good 63. That My brain can compute that. Okay. But we get to seven times eight. And it's like my brain just like explodes. It just can't comprehend that it's 54. See, I I, I genuinely almost said it's 54. Like it can't understand that it's 56. Yeah. So all that to say, that was the one moment in the movie. But, but what really a seen. really, really easy way to remember it is that since you know for sure seven times seven is 49, you just add seven, that would be 56. Like I know that should make sense but it's like when you're called on by the teacher what's seven times eight yeah your brain empty exactly yeah mm-hmm. and it's not even that my brain will empty it's just my brain will think it's 54 no matter what oh. I've tried everything there's no cure okay um I felt very represented in that moment so I did enjoy that okay um yeah that's all I really have to say about that movie though I'm, I'm glad you saw yourself in there. Thank you. Yeah, yes. we need more like a bad people that, who are bad at math representation, I think. <laughs> Wait, you know, isn't that we don't like get enough? But isn't that like every movie with a little girl because math is hard and we should give up on it automatically and just want to be pretty all the time? Like I've said, <laughs> I have not seen a movie. So, <laughs> you know, this one that I saw. I did feel represented and I think all future movies should include like a, a scene where someone's bad at math just to like, you know, get Wait, it out you, there. Have you never seen a high school movie? I've seen Goodwill Hunting. That is college slash university. That does not count. 
also I lied I haven't seen Goodwill Hunting <laughs> I do know what it's about though I do know what it's about and I don't feel represented okay. and that's all I can say about that well because okay. it's about a smart guy from Boston yeah I can't <laughs> like I relate more to this girl in World War One mm-hmm. when she is asked what seven times eight is can only say 54 like, that is me See, I'm just happy that you found a connection Thank and you. you made it through all of this. <laughs> That's <laughs> what you. was necessary. Yes. Thank you. See, it makes us so- all feel, you know? Yeah, you know? So that was the highlight for me in that movie. Um, and now that I'm, like, saying this and, like, thinking about this movie, like, is it possible to take movies off your shelf? Or... <laughs> Should it be removed? Just throw it out? It's just over? Uh, All I'm saying is I don't think, you know, I don't think it's a big deal if that happens. If it falls off your shelf. I don't know. I I, like the reason why it's there is because it was one of those movies I really liked as a little kid. And then, of course, I did that like, oh, my God, it's Little Princess. It's like five dollars. And I bought it. And then I've, I, I would have watched it at least once or twice. Five dollars is four dollars too much. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm just wow. kidding. Also, if Alfonso Cuadron is listening, mm-hmm. you have to know how much I enjoyed Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. And I'm going to leave it there. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> um, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Okay. um since we're gonna just skip over things now yeah um, we we absolutely are let's let's go to little miss sunshine um i as i said it triggered me at certain points mm-hmm. but i still really like this movie yeah yeah i would uh, like you took the words out of my mouth that's perfect yeah i agree that's- with everything you said I said like six words. Like I don't know. <laughs> those were the be- those were the perfect six words <laughs> to describe this movie. But no, I also you know I think this was like a surprise, like movie for me because I, yeah, I had watched it in the past and before I had watched it for the first time, I went into it with like no expectations, mm-hmm. and when it was over, I was like, oh my gosh, I think that might be like one of my like top. 10 favorite movies of all time you know like definitely behind the toy stories definitely behind finding nemo definitely behind harry potter and the prisoner of azkaban but it's there you know it's on that list it's, it's in there somewhere mixed in <laughs> it is okay but no it, it was genuinely like it's just genuinely such a good movie i feel like it is one of those movies that probably if you're trying to learn how to make a movie or how to write a story or characters like it might be like an example that the professor brings up you know it just felt so tight in its writing in its story and its characterizations like everything just felt so intentional and Mm -hmm. felt so deliberate so like I don't know it just made for a good viewing experience because like there was no wasted moment in that movie like everything is like there I I mean I agree with what you're saying but I find it doesn't feel deliberate. It felt it felt effortless. I would actually put it that way. And mm-hmm. you're right. Like yeah. there's no wasted scene. There's no wasted yeah. dialogue because everything that is said and done progressive progresses the story or progresses the yeah. character in some way. And yeah. it is just it's just so neatly put together and so so well put together that mm-hmm. it seems almost like they weren't even trying They're like this is just how it's done there you go oh. you know and they walked away kind of thing you know 
I 100% agree with that. And I think that's like the hardest thing to master or like to even like try to attempt is putting together something with so much like intention and thought behind it, but having it be viewed as something that like, oh, it just makes sense. Mm -hmm. You know, like it, like everything that's happening, like, of course it's going to happen that way. That's just how it is, you know, but it's like the amount of like planning, I'm sure. And like, thought behind like okay why do they have to go there or like why does this person have to get that item or like what's this gonna mean later like I don't know I I just I just love this movie for like how I I keep using the word intentional but I really do feel that way like just how everything is so intentional and like put together and feels so cohesive and like I don't know it's just a really good story too it's just a good story yeah so like and like so much happened this is not a long movie it's what an hour Mm -hmm. like 45 minutes or something Mm -hmm. um and just so much stuff happens yeah you know within like the first five minutes of the movie where you meet everybody and you know everything about them in -hmm. those five minutes and you're just like like i've known people for years and know less about them than than in those five minutes that i know about. yeah you know what i mean that was a great way to put it yeah and you're just like, and these people are regular people, but you're so interested in them at the same time. Exactly. And you're like, I want to see this story. I want to know where they're going. Yeah. And then where they're going and where the story goes just keeps you with it without being like ridiculous or outlandish. You know, like, they yeah. just, didn't just throw a wrench in somewhere for fun. You're like, no, 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 this was a, this is purposefully happening so that this yes. can happen with this exactly this can be done yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> I, don't, I apparently I, we have nothing to say because we just agree with each other I know for what wow maybe we should have started with this movie and we just talked about movie. this movie I think <laughs> I think this was our movie <laughs> um but yeah no I I do completely agree with what you say like all jokes aside like it's just beautiful and I think like to make like such ordinary but like ridiculous interesting people that is so hard you know that's such a hard thing to do and yeah I felt very invested in like all of them mm-hmm. so I don't know they knew what they were doing when they wrote that movie let me just say yeah they did and even like the way they edited they edited it together they just brought this like focus onto parts of it, like mm-hmm. uh, like focus on areas and what they're doing and all this kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. it just like made you like everybody better. Yeah. Um, and it, it also felt like like I know technically it's about it's about Olive being Little Miss Sunshine or going there or whatever, yeah. but yeah. every person in this movie felt like the main character. Yes. Yes. That's, that's such a good observation. Cause I actually, I think I felt that way, but you put it in, into words. So now it's like real, you know? <laughs> um, so what, what made you feel like each person was the main character? Like, <laughs> I'm immediately like no one was the main character there was no characters um no but I don't know I think it's because everybody had like a struggle or everybody Mm -hmm. had like some sort of flaw and some sort of want 
And I think like, it didn't even feel disproportionate. Like, okay, yeah, this person has like an, a, a smaller issue, but like the main character has a big issue. You know what I mean? It's like, it felt like everyone, it was like a pizza, you know? And I feel felt like everyone had like an equal slice. Mm-hmm. And that slice consists of flaws and desires and, you know, like character traits. Like, and it all felt even though. Yeah. And I don't know how they even did that. Like, I, I genuinely, it's like magic. I, I don't, I don't know how they did that. Yeah, I think it's part of like like the editing and how they told the story. Like I think each person had a, approximately like an equal amount of screen time. Yeah. Right? And an equal amount of urgency put on their character even though some were mm-hmm. louder than the other like, you know, Alan Arkin's character like the grandfather did a lot of yelling and he was louder while he was there. Yeah. But at the same time like he didn't he never took over anything right Mm -hmm. so like there's a lot of scenes where he's yelling about something and the camera's not on him yelling it's it's Mm -hmm. on who the people reacting to what he's yelling right right so it kind of like splits the focus instead of being like no no no, this is about this character like no he's yelling but it's also about all of these people as well you know i think I think them editing it together that way instead of like going from one person to the next person to the next person. Right. They, they made sure every scene was about the whole of the group instead of like one person in the group kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. And you know, there, there are a lot of shots where it's just like, you see the whole family in one frame, you know? And I feel like how many things are there where it's like literally the whole cast in the frame I feel like there were like maybe more shots. Do not fact check me. I will be wrong. Um, (laughs) I think there's like maybe more shots with like the whole cast in the frame than like with someone out of the frame, you know, then was that English? Yeah, no, 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 I I get it. I get it. Yeah. Um, But again, do not fact check me because I will be wrong. Um, But all that to say, like, yeah, I, I do feel like there were so many moments where we just saw like everyone interacting and everyone was like part of like what was going on. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, that helped in terms of like, oh, yeah, equal screen time and feeling invested in everyone because we're seeing everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like hard to be invested in a character if they're only on screen for like two seconds. And I feel like that's like my issue with some of the characters in A Little Princess as well. You know, I feel like, especially with characters like Becky or the dad, like they were really only there when like it was very obvious when the plot needed like them or whatever yeah but for this it just felt like there was such an ease to it where it was like oh the characters like were there but it didn't feel like oh they're there to serve a certain purpose necessarily it was just like they're there because they're I don't know I'm having trouble yeah I think it's they're there because like it reminded us that they were part of a family they were part of a group yeah and they're doing this whole thing together yeah you know and so even if it was one person wanting to do something that one person is doing something but all of them have to be part of that thing that they were doing I think yeah that's kind of what you're getting at right exactly so then it's like when um Sarah is saying to Becky like oh no like you're my sister like I do not believe you because Mm -hmm. like we barely see you two together and when we see you like the interaction is just so like stunted like there was meat like zero meaning frankly yeah. you know but then when you we see like 
you know, Olive put her arm around Dwayne when he's having his like breakdown. And then that's the moment where he's like, okay, like, let's go. Or like, like, sorry, I didn't mean it. Like, that is more believable, even though they barely interact for the whole movie. Or like, you don't see moments like that between them. You can kind of understand like, oh, there's like genuine love there because we see them sort of like in the same vicinity and like smaller interactions that are more like deliberate and like are infused with more meaning than like just... I'll tell you a story, Becky. Oh my gosh, now you're my sister, you know? So like, yeah, I do think the dynamics they wrote for their characters were just like a lot better than, uh, well, not to compare it. I just think it was great, you know? Yeah. I think it was so honest and like, I don't know. I, well, I, really I, I think, you know, the brother and sister dynamic between Olive and Dwayne works really well because as we first meet Dwayne, he's like, I hate everyone, mm-hmm. is what his statement is. But I think it's because everybody keeps trying to change him or keeps trying to tell him how to do things or what to do. Whereas mm-hmm. Olive is not at that age yet. Olive is just, you know, accepting things and taking things in. And she's like, you know, be whoever you want to be, just go out there. Um, and I think the scene at the table where her dad's just like, you're going to get fat if you eat ice cream hurts so much because you're just like, she's just a little kid being a little kid. Yeah. Let her be a kid. And there's better and nicer ways to, to tell somebody don't eat so much ice cream. Like, I think it's better to be like, no, you can't have ice cream than be like, if you eat ice cream, you're going to get fat. Like, like yeah you know like why even attach that that to it that's that's how people have like eating disorders and yeah you know people have like horrible self-esteem their whole life and and all that kind of stuff yeah like it's it's crazy um but I also think that's why that scene hits so hard because you're just like you know now they're putting because Dwayne isn't interacting with the parents they're putting that pressure on on Olive and you're like, but Olive is like a perfect little girl. She's just, she's just sweet. She's nice. She wears what she wears, her little red boots. She's happy. You know, she just wants to have a good time. And you are mm. just like Miss Minchin. You're just shitting on her, you yeah. know, for no reason. Kind of. Yeah. Thing, right. Yeah. So yeah, it's mean. It is mean. And yeah. I hated that actually. Like, I was like, oh, why? why yeah why even say that and then like you see her later start struggling with like her body and like when she asks um what like whatever like the miss california California, yeah Yeah. she like asks her like oh do you eat ice cream or something and like how happy she is that she does (laughs) like like why should a six-year-old be worried about whether or not they should eat ice cream in that way like that is so disgusting so yeah i think like the dad I had the most problems with the dad for sure. He was mm-hmm. like, I don't know. He triggered a lot of things for me. I'm like, oh, well, he's he's self-absorbed with his goal and not actually thinking about the people around him. Yeah. And there's there's a line in the movie where he says, um, uh, what is it? He's like, um, something about luck. Oh, um, like, luck is something like losers take solacin or something or something yeah something like that and but but the thing is for success 
to happen, luck is a very important part of it. Oh, because absolutely. you could be, there are so many people who are great singers and great performers yeah. and great, whatever, who are, who are not, you know, wor- known worldwide, not making millions of dollars, not, you know, living in big penthouses and all that kind of stuff. And it's mm-hmm. not because they haven't tried and it's not because they don't have the talent. It's because they weren't lucky enough to have that one person go, yes, I pick you. Let's do this. You know? And the same thing happens to the father in this. It's like, he could have been the next, what is it? Tony Robbins or something. Sure. But you have to have a publisher say yes to your book and then get it put out in a bookstore and then have somebody buy it for you to start that, that train. Like, yes, you wrote the book, which is great, Mm -hmm. but that's not the only thing that, you know, puts you on that trajectory to success there's lots of different aspects of it and and luck is a part of that yeah no absolutely I wish you could like go into the movie and just like shake his head a little bit and just say exactly that yeah because he definitely like needs to hear it I don't know his like view on you know winners versus losers or whatever yeah it just it made It was so aggressive and made no sense. Oh, and when Olive cried about not wanting to be a loser. That was so upsetting. Yes. That is so upsetting. I'm sorry, but Abigail Breslin, she did, she's such a perfect Olive. Like, she's so good and she was so genuine and she was so sweet. And you're just like, yeah. And so when you got to like the actual beauty contest and you saw all these like, girls dolled up and being all creepy and stuff I was just like oh why (laughs) I know I know it's yeah it's gross yeah (laughs) it's so disturbing but um it makes me think though because like Olive's character is not that like it's not so far off from like Sarah you know Mm -hmm. because I feel like they're similar in the way where like as opposed to having like flaws themselves their struggles are more so like things happening to them and like how they have to deal with it but it's like my ability to connect with olive was like a million times like more real or and better than my like ability to connect with sarah and i don't know i don't even know exactly what it is like maybe it's just because olive is more contemporary in general so like like the things she's like dealing with or like experiencing feel more familiar to me as opposed to like Sarah, like maybe that's part of it. But um, I don't know. You know what? I think maybe it's like the way Olive interacts with family that I feel very like, I don't even know if it's like I can relate, but I can just empathize with, mm-hmm. you know, but it's, I felt a bit I was like oh well Sarah doesn't have family (laughs) or no but like uh, (laughs) I'm just um no I think Sarah is like well she has friends so I don't know I I think you said it earlier on when you said Sarah comes across as a doll Mm. at the beginning Mm -hmm. because she doesn't come across as a a real kid yes yeah Well, well that's the thing when you're young and you're a child things happen to you you don't get to do anything right Mm. Um, that's just the way things are fine um but the difference between sarah and olive is that sarah is 
like you said, a doll. She's made up, she's dressed up. She's got, you know, perfect ringlet curls, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, she's not, she doesn't, she's not having that same kind of interactive interaction that Olive is having, right? Like Olive is out there. They're not rich. She's, she's a, she's a perfect little girl. Yes. But perfect little girl doesn't mean you have to have ringlets and frilly dresses and stuff. You're just a happy kid. And she's just out there being herself Mm -hmm. Um, and things are happening to her as well. But I think it's more understandable on her side because she's more like down to earth because like, if this was like, if little Miss Sunshine was like a rich kid, you know, who's getting on a plane with her parents to go to the Mm -hmm. thing Mm -hmm. and does get her hair done and spray tanned and stuff. This would not, this would be more like Little Princess where you'd be like, well, she's like a doll and this is weird. Like, yeah, different way, if you know what I mean. (laughs) Sorry, when you said Little Princess, I was like, yeah, I would call her Little Princess or something. But I was like, oh, wait, that's like the title of the movie. Like, it's literally called Little Princess. Um, I think the titles are very fitting, you know. They are. (laughs) They are. I I agree with you. But um, yeah, but yeah, there's just something about Little Miss Sunshine that I just like. By the end of the movie, I like all the characters and Mm -hmm. I like the journey that they've gone on. And I just hope Olive in this world grows up to be a happy kid. Yeah. How old would she be by now? She'd be like, my gosh, she'd be like 30. Uh, 30? (laughs) Well, no, she'd be like 22, 22 or 23. 23. Okay. 23. Yeah. Because she would have been like, the character in the movie, the movie is what, like eight, seven? I thought she was like six for some reason. Maybe she's a bit older though. Okay. Yeah. And six seems a little young. And this was 16 years ago. So she'd be like 22. Wow. Yes. So, you know, she'd be just getting out of college, starting her career. Hopefully yeah. she's happy and loves herself, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know no, what that- the real Abigail Breslin is doing, but I hope she's happy too. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I She was in another movie that I really liked, I think. I'm forgetting what it was, though. I know she was in Zombieland. She plays the sister. Oh, yeah. She was in that. That was good. Yeah. yeah. I did enjoy those. I guess she's just, like, good at playing sisters, huh? Maybe. Yeah. I, I honestly don't know what else she's been in. That's very true. Yeah. Well... I mean, she, like, knocked it out of the park with this. And I think that's what happens when you, like, start on the top and then you're just like, what? oh, yeah, she was in Definitely Maybe. Yeah, that's a cute movie. Not a lot of people have seen that movie. Don't worry. I won't hold that one against you. (laughs) Free pass. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, no, I don't don't think I've seen a lot of her film Mm -hmm. And base, what? She's been in a lot of things. Mm, that's I good. have not seen a lot of the things that she's done then, so never mind. Mm. <laughs> um, so I've been rewatching The Office, and um, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, like st- I think Steve Carell could do anything. I think he can do anything. I'm like convinced that like he can literally not even just play any role, but just do anything. Like he, like he can, so- he can be an acrobat in Cirque du Soleil. Like a, what? <laughs> If I saw his name on like the headline, I would, I genuinely would not be surprised because I'm so convinced that like, there is nothing that man can't do. He is so incredible in this. 
Mm-hmm. And it's like such a departure from like what I'm used to seeing him in, which is yeah, like The Office or hey, like I mentioned, grew Despicable Me. Like, yeah, I, yeah, it's almost like, and I think what's most impressive is that I don't even feel like it's like I'm watching Michael Scott play. You know, yeah, you know how that is. Like with some actors, it's like oh, I can only see them in this role though, even though they're playing other roles. But mm-hmm. you can only see them in one. It's like no, I could completely just see him as Frank in this movie. Like I didn't have, I didn't like attribute him to any of his past roles because mm-hmm. he just embodied this role so well. Yeah, like, I find a lot of actors don't change their mannerisms enough to mm. change into the other roles that they they get into mm-hmm. and so they end up just being whoever that you first saw them in mm-hmm. in another place and you're like oh yeah yeah exactly but no but, with this I, it was like that is frank and like yeah. I, I care about agree. frank and like I like frank is so interesting and then I'll watch the office and be like, oh, yeah, that's Michael Scott, though, you know? It's like I can completely separate them. And I think that that is amazing because he does Michael Scott so, so well. Like, I know it's a controversial opinion, but he does Michael Scott so well. Like, I know no one has that opinion except me. But I just what? think, like... People love Michael, Michael Scott. What are you talking about? No, I am the first person to say this. Um, <laughs> he is amazing as Michael Scott. It's You've heard it here, folks. Um, oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> but no, like, he's genuinely so good in that role. So to be that good and make it, like, be that iconic in that role, and for me to love the show as much as I do and watch it so much, mm-hmm. but then to watch Little Miss Sunshine... And not even think once about, okay, fine. Maybe once, not even think like twice about Michael Scott. Like, oh, his, that is just like a testament to his acting for me. I absolutely, I have nothing to add to that because I completely agree with you. Look at us, character pros. I know. Look at us agreeing. I do, I do want to bring up one other cartoon though. So like, so I watched this movie last night. And the whole time watching this, um, I was looking at, um, oh my God, uh, Dwayne. And I was mm-hmm. like, Dwayne reminds me of someone. Like like the way he looks, how he's sitting, like his posture and everything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, who does he remind him? Who does he remind him? And like, I go to bed and I'm like, I don't understand why, but also like I popped out of my sleep and I was like, <gasps> he looks like the son of the mayor. Now, that may not make any sense to you. Horton, here's a who? Horton, here's a who. See, it makes yes. sense to me because you know the type of movies I watch. <laughs> <laughs> but what's so funny about that is that in that, Steve Carell plays the voice yeah. of the mayor as well. And I'm just yeah. like, what? <laughs> um, but yes, so I found that really funny. Um, yeah. I just thought I had to tell somebody or everybody and whatever. Oh, tell everybody because I think that's like a very good um observation because I'm I'm picturing him in my brain and I'm like oh yeah that is yeah. it's yeah, like the pull forward that is hair you know over yeah. his face dark black you know doesn't yeah. really say anything the whole yeah. time the but then at end. the end goes ah whatever isn't that so in like can, yeah yeah so they can get the sound out yeah it's yeah. amazing they're the same character same character exactly oh my god <laughs> um a couple of things i noticed in this movie um there was a sort of uh breaking bad reunion in this movie um because brian cranston shows up um and then dean Norris shows up as the cop who pulls them over um you know hank and um 
what's his face in Breaking Bad? Walter White. Walter White. Oh my god, I'm, my brain just went empty. <laughs> That's okay. I think both of our brains are having issues right now because yes. I did not see Dean Norris in this movie at all. What? You know the part I, where they have the body in the back no, and it pulls yeah, over? That's can, Dean Norris. Look I can probably receipt that receipt. Oh dear. My brain is truly broken. Um, I can probably recite that scene by heart. Yeah. And the cop is not Dean Norris. Yes, it is. The cop is tall white guy. Question mark. <laughs> what? I don't see Dean Norris. What? But he looks and sounds exactly the same. What are you talking about? I don't know. Maybe he just is. Maybe he is also just such a good actor. I, I don't even associate him with Breaking Bad. Like they're two separate characters. These are all original thoughts. <laughs> like, um, but what, yeah. wait, was, was Brian Cranston just Walter White then in the movie? No, Brian Cranston is Brian Cranston. Like, I think he is also similar to like um, Steve Carell. Mm-hmm. And where I feel like anything he's in, like, I'll just believe it. I won't see his past. Yeah. You know, I won't see yeah. his past there. But Dean Norris, I literally only know him from Breaking Bad. So there is a 100% <laughs> chance I would have said that guy is from Breaking Bad. But I did not get that at all. <laughs> did not. No. Um, um, who else showed up in this movie? There was Mary Lynn Ridgescub. I don't know how to say her name. Um, but I don't know who she is. Oh, <laughs> uh, if you see, I think if you see her face, you'd recognize her because she's one of those people who just does a bunch of things. Oh, okay. Um, I think most recently people would remember her from uh 24. Uh, she was also in Punch Drunk Love, she was also in um okay sorry i'm just remembering thing off the top of my head right now um oh my sunshine oh yeah she was in the tomorrow war the other day um she did a few episodes of always sunny in philadelphia she, oh yeah she was in brooklyn 99 for a few episodes because she played genevieve in it in brooklyn 99 I did watch that show. I don't remember a character named Genevieve. She was the white. Oh, okay. I'm not going to. It's fine. It's yeah. Fine. Uh, yeah. She was. Um. Let's see. To, uh, rest of development. New girl. She's in tons. She's in so much stuff. Mm. I think if you if you looked up, looked her up and saw her face, you'd be like, oh, her. She's just in things. um yes um and so was what's the other guy's name that i saw i was like it's that guy who does that thing his name was william wallace langham he was in csi that is where he's most known from okay yes all right i have never seen an episode of csi (laughs) okay i'm gonna stop saying i think i need to stop (laughs) um there's also also Okay, so you know when they at the end where they when they get to the the pageant and the woman will not sign sign her in. Yeah, that woman's name is Beth Grant, and in every single movie she plays that same bitchy, uptight, overly focused on the rules character. 
And gotcha. every time I see her, soon, like, she's probably the nicest person in real life, the sweetest, most lovely person in real life. But every time her, I see her face, I get angry. Just <laughs> automatically happens. Yeah. Because she plays that same kind of character. And I'm just like, I hate you so much. <laughs> I think that's a compliment for her, you know? I, I, she does a great job at it. I can't, yeah. I can't fault her at that in any way, shape or form. So that being said, know. I hope you never meet her. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, also one last comment about Little Miss Sunshine. Yes. So one thing I found really h- hilarious about the actual pageant, a, the girls are all creepy. Yes. Um, <laughs> but Despite the fact that Olive does a full-on striptease on stage and dances, she <laughs> yeah. is the least sexualized contestant on the stage, which I thought was yeah. hilarious. Yeah. That's a really good observation, actually. Mm-hmm. I didn't really think about that until you said it, but it's true. Yeah. Like, and- the other girls are just, like, so, like, disgustingly sexualized. Yeah. Well, they're in their bikinis, they're sucking in their stomach, they're bronze, they're made up, you know, they're being very flashy and and like, quote unquote, flirty, which is like, oh, I think that's why the whole scene comes across as creepy. But that's actually how pageants are. And how is this legal? I don't know. Like, I don't. Well, they say, you know, people, they win prize money and it's for scholarships and it's for schools and it's for blah, blah, blah. But I mean, even when you watch like Miss America and stuff, it is just so uncomfortable to look at because most of the stuff they're judging them on has nothing to do with their intelligence or anything that they've done it has to do with like Mm -hmm. does she look good in that dress i hope so like yeah that's it you know that's what i get out of it i don't know which is nothing but i also find it really funny that just she's the least sexualized but they're she's the one that they have the most like they're like get her off the stage oh my god you're making a mockery of our what we're yeah, doing yeah yeah is she though is yeah she? it's like oh no those kids in like who are all bronzed up and in bikinis they can stay like that's fine yeah but no when this girl starts to dance that way it's like that's where you're drawing the line really like i, know. I don't know I find that like such a tricky scene to pull off, but they do it really well mm-hmm. where they keep her looking innocent and everybody else being wrong. And I really like that part of it. And I think that's what mm-hmm. makes the end of the movie so kind of positive and kind of uplifting that the family comes together yeah. for this yeah. one purpose kind yeah. of thing. Absolutely. No, I think like the scene is made when like the families start to join, you know, and I think that's when, like, the warm fuzzies start to, like, appear. And you're like, oh, so sweet, you know? <laughs> it's also such a fun song, too. Like, yeah, oh. Super Freak. Uh, what a choice. What She's a good super choice. super freaking. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> and I think it's also, like, like, interesting the way they had the scene, like, happen without the grandfather. Uh-huh. Because, like, part of me is, like, oh, like... I would like I think usually in this sort of scenario I would have been like ah there's like I feel like there's a lack of like resolution because the guy who was helping her with this doesn't get to see or like whatever like I want to see that mm-hmm. but I feel like not having him there like I don't know somehow makes it better yeah then- I, I think it's because like I think it starts off very sweet because she like dedicates it to him which is great um, yeah but 
I think him dying makes the scene more poignant and you know for sure yeah and it's also just kind of hilarious because you're like oh my gosh like of course this is the routine he's been helping her with like this whole time you might have been expecting like something sweet or like something like whatever maybe even like impressive but it's like no like of course that's what he was telling her to do exactly and it just comes like full circle you're like okay this we just makes it. sense yeah exactly and in that way it, it is like he's there even though he's not there you know? exactly because like he is the only one mm-hmm. who would get his granddaughter to do this routine so <laughs> and isn't that a beautiful thing it is very beautiful it's wonderful <laughs> it brings the family together yeah you know with their running start with their little vw bus it's it's beautiful just that's beautiful. hilarious too yeah. that's just like <laughs> all i can say is especially when they start running i'd have been like three steps out of breath i'd be dead on the floor (laughs) go on without me yeah no i i would have been with the mechanic i think i'll just stay here yeah can we just can i wait it out until they come back yeah fine yeah (laughs) yeah um so uh final thoughts on both of these movies um yeah little princess not not my favorite but top three Alfonso Cuaron movies to watch. <laughs> top three. Uh-huh. Um, Little Miss Sunshine. Honestly, one of my favorites. Genuinely one of my top ten. Uh-huh. Really enjoyed. And Little Women, greatest movie of all time. Everybody <laughs> should watch this movie. It is incredible. No such thing as disappointment if you watch it. Okay. Uh, that is the 2019 version. Okay. Um, yeah. It was a good time, though. I, I did, you know, I, I did enjoy just, like, watching these movies and getting to have a good chat about them, you know? Yeah. Well, thank you for joining me. This was lots of fun. This was um, so much fun. Even though I disagree with you on Little oh, Women. That's fine. I uh, but I, I, I do agree with you on <laughs> Little Princess and Little Miss Sunshine. Um, okay. I'm giving Little Princess a little bit of a higher pass than you. Okay. Um, they did say in there, and I agree with them, that all little girls are princesses. Yes. Be whatever kind of princess you want to be. <laughs> or you are a princess and you should be treated <laughs> that way. Um, and in Little Miss Sunshine, you know, they talk about like uh, success and goals and, uh, you know, the, the concept of like beauty and pressures put on not just by society, but by people around you. And they they deal with it so well and it's not heavy handed and so well put together and it's just a great movie overall. So mm. definitely a little Miss Sunshine. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I think it it's like a little princess says everyone is a princess and little Miss Sunshine says you are not a princess. And I think both, you know, I think both messages are good. Really? I I just like I disagree with you on that one. Okay, please disagree. Continue. I don't, I don't continue sorry, I don't think little Miss Miss Sunshine says you are not a princess. I don't think that's what it says. Mm-hmm. I th- I think it says, you know, be you. That doesn't mean you're not a princess. It it says you don't have to be someone else's version of right, right. maybe what a princess is, but right. you could be any kind of you you want to be. But then, here's my counterpoint. Okay. But then, the saying isn't as catchy if you phrase it that way. So, 
Yeah, that's true. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't give you a, a, a succinct sound bite. I, I apologize. I think you should apologize yourself, Tracy. I'm just trying to dish it out. You know, I'm trying to feed your lovely audience. <laughs> Yes. Um, so, so, okay. Give, okay. 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 Give yeah. us your soundbite then. Okay. Give, give me okay. a soundbite. You're right. You know what? I can make it more succinct and also true. Okay. Both are equally important, I think. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. So little princess, everyone is a princess. Little Miss Sunshine, you are not a princess unless you want to be. But then you're not a princess and that's okay. But you might be a princess. I don't know. Or maybe you're not just a princess. Maybe, maybe you're not just a princess. There you go. And scene. We did it. (laughs) You can totally edit that. Like, (laughs) we're that movie magic. I know all all of that, all of that staying in. What are you talking about? We had to, we had to work to get there. It's fine. (laughs) And you know what? I think that is truly the beauty of this podcast. Yes. Love it. And scene. (laughs) Okay. Uh, well, that's it for this episode of Off My Shelf. Until next time, you can follow along on Instagram and Twitter at OhMyShelf, or you can send an email to OhMyShelf at gmail.com. On the next episode, we'll be talking about Little Shop of Horrors and Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Hope you'll be here to listen. 